Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Vavil UK's very own Newcastle United podcast, Tyne Warp. Well, 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 where do I start? After 18 months, a ridiculous amount of twists and turns, the takeover that we all wanted, I'm going to say it, is happening. Incredible. It's not been officially announced yet, but the indications all are that we are hours away from Mike Ashley ending his 14-year reign at the club, and it may be a done deal before this podcast is out. Not going to lie, lads, I have no clue how to feel. I'm all over the place emotionally. I want to laugh. I want to cry. What a day. It all started um, mid this afternoon with confirmation that Saudi Arabia have lifted their ban on being sports being shown in the country, which I think we all knew for a fact was the biggest obstacle in the way of this takeover happening. And from there, it's just spiralled into pure chaos on Twitter, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, boys, I'm going to give you the simple task of try and sum up this seismic day for Newcastle United. I'll let go Alex go first, see if he's got anything, because I'm struggling to put it into words. <laughs> I've already cried so far today. Oh, brilliant. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I've, I've already I will, cried. I will shed a tear when it's announced, but I'm not there yet. I, as, soon as, as soon as I saw Luke Edwards' tweet, um, obviously Luke Edwards working with the Telegraph does great stuff um, and he is probably it, him, D- Mark Douglas and Chris Waugh if they say something it's happening um, they're them three that, that, that I trust the most so when he said it's it's really uh, very close um, like yeah I, I shed a small tear um, I rang my dad and immediately like yeah um, this is this is one of them days that we will remember for the rest of our lives 
Yeah, I'm, I haven't, I haven't shed a tear, but I just can't stop laughing. It's, it's a weird, weird emotion. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, like you say, when Luke Edwards is saying something, he's been very sort of anti, not anti takeover. He just doesn't believe it. Then you know, this could well be happening. And it's just been snowballing, snowballing, snowballing. Not a single journalist has got anything negative to say, really. And it's just, it can't go wrong for me, can it, lads? No, I, I don't think it can go wrong. We're going to sound like total idiots, and I'm sure some of the fans will be lapping this up if it doesn't happen. But I seriously just don't see how this deal fails now. We've had essentially every single journalist put their neck on the line and say this deal will go through and will go through, cliche, imminently. Like we briefly talked about before this podcast started, you usually with stuff like this, you have people on the other side of the fence who kind of err on the side of caution and go, oh, look, it's not that close yet. We've not had any of that. And when I saw the tweet from Luke Edwards, who hashtagged cans, Luke Edwards is probably the most negative journalist. And I wouldn't say that that's a bad trait of him. I just think he says it how it is and he's not frightened to upset people, which is great. You need that in... I think you need that for any football club you're covering. So when when it came from him, he's been the most negative about the takeover. He's thrown cold water on a lot of stories, especially last year. So for him to come out, like you said, Alex, and say that this deal's going to happen, then it's amazing. And it's just... I'm, I'm lost for words. I'm elated. I'm thrilled. I mean, after the weekend as well, because I don't think the club was has been at a lower point than this since we were relegated. The, the, I mean, Dan, you were there, mate. We can sort of touch on the Bulls game now. I don't really want to talk about it. And, and let's be honest here. It's completely irrelevant as I can hear that drink being dramatically pouring in. I've, I've got a nice bottle here myself. We're all... We're, we're, it's not cans. I think it's more of a glass of wine and, and bottles going on. Wolves was horrific, but really, who cares? And the chances are that's Steve Bruce's last game in charge because you think with the international break in place, we're going to have a new manager taking over, but who that is remains to be seen. I don't really care, to be honest. I mean, the whole Steve Bruce thing, we talked, we've talked so long this season on these just saying Steve Bruce isn't good enough, the results performance have not been good enough, but this is just so much bigger than anything that's gone on in the pitch. Yeah. Well, in the last 14 years, really. It's, it's massive. And it's just getting Mike Ashley out of the club would have been such a, a release of emotion on Tyneside. Uh-huh. But to get him out of the club and replaced with these people <laughs> who are just stupidly rich. To like the tone of £320 billion. Pounds. Try and imagine that sort of money. Like, you just yeah, can't. can't. I really hope they're funding my piss up when, when it goes through because I'm going to be struggling in the overdraft. <laughs> the... Um... It's obviously reached mainstream media now with the BBC tweeting in the last uh, minute um, that they're saying it could be um, coming in within the last the next 24 hours. So it's reached mainstream media. So, um, yeah, it, it is happening, boys. Um, I, I hate to be the sour, the sour crowd in everybody's beak. I hate to be that guy. Um, obviously, we, we do have to acknowledge the people that are taking us over. Um, we have to obviously bring bring to light that it is the Saudi Arabian government and it is a it is a mainstream of them and the human rights uh, that they obviously do are, are abhorrent and the way that they treat women in the country is disgusting. The, their views on homophobia are um, so outdated. And then obviously the the alleged murder of the journalists like uh, a, a few years ago. We, we we have to address that every time that we speak about these guys. Certainly. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, there's, there's no answer to that, really. Yeah, there is not. There's no answer to that, really. But 
how much, how long is is it acceptable just to be excited for a football point of view? The city could be transformed for people who aren't even interested in football. Opportunities, I mean, jobs. Like and... you said there, Dan. Look what the Mansour has mm. done for the east side of Manchester. The development he has made for that area is incredible. And to think that Newcastle, a town that has been starved of of money from a Tory government, to get this outside funding is incredible. Not just for the football club, for the entire northeast, yeah. for Newcastle itself, to have a football club back on the map, on a even even on a global stage as well. Because let's be real here, these guys ain't just here to take part; they're here to take over. <laughs> they are looking, uh, and not just staying in the Premier League and having fun with it. They're here to win titles, here to win European titles. This geopolitical warfare you have going on in these Middle Eastern countries: Bahrain, Qatar, Saudi, Abu Dhabi. It's one big f***ing contest. It's all about winning. They don't care mm. about anything else. I mean, Sheikh Mansour has beaten Man City twice since they've been taken over. They've won like four or five Premier League titles, Champions League finals. Ain't interested. And PIF are here to make money. You're not going to see Yazir Al-Rumayan, who's going to be the new chairman of the club. You're not going to see him here. It's going to be Amanda Stavely and her husband, Merdad, who I must say, I have so much respect for these two. They've worked so hard to get this deal done over the last four years and never give up. So just a huge thank you to them. And and without without you guys, you wouldn't have been able to make this happen. It's just a, an incredible day. And I'm lost for words. I, I don't know what else to say. It's How easy would it have been for Amanda, Stavely and her husband to just walk away? Like they've tried so many times. Yeah. Like the, the, the Saudis pulled away from the deal or they all pulled away. I don't know the logistics behind it, whatever. But they were still there in the background fighting for this club and it shows you the passion they feel for it and you, that's the person you want running your football club. Mike Ashley does not care less about his football club. He bought it on a whim, thought, yeah, I'll buy that. It might be a nice play thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a nice play thing because he very quickly found out he's not a football man. And just to have someone who cares as the spearhead, oh, it, it makes such a difference. It really does. And I, I'm, I'm just waffling here to be honest because I can't find it's the so words that describe the feeling. Yeah, it's bizarre. We all know what we're all, we all feel exactly the same, but finding the words is just, it's difficult. Hundred percent, lads. Um, please don't let me think when when I'm bringing up the Saudi Arabia thing. I'm not as excited as everybody else is, and I know that the money that it can be, um, can be generated by the club. Amanda Stavely deserves all of this credit. The Ruben brothers as well. They they've obviously helped her with certain with so much, but everybody else gave up on us. Yes. Some of the fans gave up on us. Some of the journalists definitely did. She was the one that didn't. Um, and I don't care what we have to give her. Give her a stand for all I care. Like the wo- the woman solely solely wanted this for everybody. Now I don't know whether like. Then in ten years' time, we're talking about how, how awful she is and not everything no like that. Um, but <laughs> I, I can I can definitely say that yeah I I hundred percent echo what you've said, Harry. Um, in that she is the greatest mastermind of all time, and I don't even think we'd have the arbitration hearing if it wasn't for her. Yeah, I agree, and it doesn't look like the arbitration is going to go ahead. It, it seems that this deal and the Premier League and and being sports and Newcastle United have all got what they wanted from this deal and. It always seemed to me that there was a compromise that had to be done to get this deal over the line. And I think without the Saudi and being debacle being sorted, I think it would have been very difficult to get this deal done. They may have been able to do it, but I think they they, they were fighting a losing battle. Uh, so, so to get 
this the Saudi thing, and if, for those who don't really understand it, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you'll know the whole piracy debacle. And obviously, Saudi Arabia is probably the biggest audience in the Middle East and Northern Africa region where BN Sport hold all the rights. 40 million people now can can access BN Sport in their country, meaning they can legally watch Premier League football. And if that wasn't the case and the Saudis did buy Newcastle, there's going to be a huge interest in Newcastle in this country. If they've not got a legal way to watch it, piracy is only going to boom. So I, I absolutely understand. And of course, being uh, being in Saudi Arabia is absolutely the right thing. And it's great to see that that's, that's happened and come to fruition. And it seems that everyone's got what they wanted other than the big six. So I spare a thought for <laughs> Liverpool and Tottenham. Daniel Levy, I'm sure I'm sure you get a wonderful night's sleep tonight knowing that uh, Newcastle United are back and back with a force but there's just going to be so much that's going to happen at this football club over the next couple of weeks I, I, i'm essentially talking that the deal is done and i seriously do think it, it is it's it's concrete might look like i sound like a total idiot after this but i refuse to believe that this takeover will not happen now so much going to happen we've got so much to, to be excited about but the, the first thing that needs to be addressed is the managerial position steve bruce another Another game without a win, uh, a pitiful performance against Wolves that we're not really going to get into. We don't care. It's not not really relevant for this podcast. But we've got an international break coming up, and if this takeover is to happen, that most reports do say by the end of the week, do we expect him to be sacked? And if so, who do we think comes in? I don't know the answer to either of them questions. To be honest, you'd think he's he's be sacked, but I guess if you're the consortium, do you wait until? you get your right man, you want to get it right, don't you, really? You don't necessarily want to just go for your, your Eddie Howes that, or your Chris Wilder that was sort of the ballpark that we were looking at maybe as being the guy to replace him. If you've got this money behind you that they apparently do, you'd want better than that. You want someone who's exciting, someone who's got pedigree, someone who's won something. And I don't know how many of those people are currently available. So you you think Bruce is gone. I don't necessarily care. I think the... Bruce being here or not, injuries or whatever, if this deal does go through before we play Tottenham Hotspur, which we fully expected to do by the sounds of it, the atmosphere will just be off the scale. And yes. I think that'll and I think the atmosphere will be like that regardless if he's the manager from later on forward. And to be honest, I think that could carry the club higher up the table just on its own, without any help from players, without any help from coaching. But yeah, who do we get in? I, that's the big one that I don't know. Like what what sort of area are we looking at? Who's going to want to come Obviously. now? Yeah. Like, is there a manager who's got the pedigree that they'd want that would want us to take what is essentially for the moment a step down to Newcastle, who are currently got a squad that is threatened with relegation? Probably not, but you never know how the amount of money these people are talking about. That's the thing. I'm going to put in before Alex does because I'm just looking at the odds for the next Newcastle manager. And Eddie Howe is the clear favourite. Graham Jones in seconds, and it's Chris Wilder. Frank Lampard, Alan Shearer has managed to get himself fifth favourite, but the one, the two below that, um, are, are two managers who, be real at the minute for Newcastle, are quite unrealistic, especially the latter here. Antonio Conte, uh, being the one I'm talking about, and Roberto Martinez. Now I think the managerial position is such a difficult one because if you get in an Eddie Howe, he's going to look at that and go, the chances are they're going to get rid of me next summer because they're going to want to bring in a a, a European sort of manager that's going to look come to, to win trophies do they can they attract someone like him because I don't think they can at the minute they've got a relegation threat inside but if you turn around to them and go look your job's going to be to keep them in the Premier League and we're going to give you 
£80 million to spend in January. I'm sure there'd be plenty of managers who would love to take that. And I spare a thought for Rafa Benitez as well, who I'm sure would have loved this opportunity. But he's doing very well at Everton, of course. Yeah, Rafa, yeah, would, uh, Rafa would have been the, the top choice. Sorry, Alex, go on. No, no, by all means, mate. I, I completely agree with you with Rafa. Um, like, he got what he wanted at uh, Everton and it, it, it's looking like it proves out. Shock, you give Rafa Benitez money to spend, he spends it well. Um <laughs> The the man that I would absolutely adore, um, and I know that you guys probably um, would as well, um, is Lucien Favre. Ooh, I don't know after the job he's done at Dortmund. But um, obviously he did, he, he built Dortmund. He's the man yeah. that was behind building Dortmund, the academy that they have, the the young team that they have, and the kind of network that they, they operate with. It, like, Yes, it, it ended sourly, um, but obviously he's got a similar pedigree to Ralph Hassenhuttle, um, who everybody fawns over, um, especially the Southampton boss, uh, is, is incredible. Um, or if you're going to go down a, a smaller, like weird one, you've obviously got Rudy Garcia, um, the yeah. the League One running manager. Um, and the one man that nobody's mentioned is... Um, Yaki Lowe, the Germany manager who's leaving at the the end of his contract. There's lots of managers available, but a one that would, I think would be a popular one for Newcastle fans would be Graham Potter. I know it's not the the, the the most you know exotic choice, but the job he's done at Brighton has been exceptional, and I think he'd get the best out of our players as well. So, what do you think on that one? I think Potter would be a, would be a good yeah, replacement. I think, I mean, Steve Bruce says Newcastle have finished ahead of Graham Potter's Brighton two seasons in a row. It, mm, it wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't excite me. The football that he plays is so much better than what we play. They try and get the ball down. They try and play good football, and with better players and with a bigger budget, then maybe he could, maybe he could uh, do something pretty special. But I don't think it would excite too many Newcastle fans. It wouldn't excite me. I mean, if he'd offered me him yesterday or this morning, I'd have <laughs> yeah. gone. That is completely unrealistic. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Is, right? I was t- me and my dad were talking downstairs about the takeover early in the day. And my mum, who doesn't, she doesn't know a lot about Newcastle, she, she, she picks up some of the conversation and she was going, well, what about that Eddie? How do you think he'd be a good manager? And we both turned around and said, not with these owners. <laughs> but if nine o'clock this morning, I would have snapped your hands off for Eddie. Howe. Yeah, it's absolutely. Isn't it? It's like talking about the time frame and that, like we were talking last week, we were, we were all like sort of quite excited that there was a, a time frame of the 3rd of January for this arbitration. It was only going to take a week. We might have an answer by middle of January. <laughs> How how good did that feel? Feels I will say it now. now. I, I will say it now. Um, and I, I, I'm very glad that I've waited what the the 18 minutes we've been doing this podcast so far. I'm I'm really proud of myself. I did call this last week. You did. You opened the can and we laughed at you. Alex, I think you knew something before us, mate. <laughs> Are you secretly Burnsy? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Burnsy, right? I, I, know he gets, I know he gets a lot of stick, right, on Twitter. But I, he'd probably be listening to this. But did you see his, his thread earlier in the day about the flight plan? Because I refuse. I did. To, yeah. I refuse to believe that's rubbish. Did you Did you see how like in detail that flight plan was? And I did have a look into some of the names. It was essentially a passenger flight list that appeared to show uh, like full names and middle names of people of dates of birth. It was uh, Jamie Rubin. Uh, Murder Gadusu, who's obviously Amanda Stavely's husband, Stavely herself. And there's a few names in there that I did recognise. A man called Ian Day, who used to be the business editor for the Sunday Times, I want to say, uh, who now like runs, he's like the chairman or managing director of a PR company. 
Then you had uh, someone called Georgia Hutton, who is the PR woman for the Rubin brothers. And I just there's so much detail on this list, and it's like I refuse to believe that this is rubbish. And we've seen all this stuff today. This was actually before the Bay stuff. So are they in Newcastle now? Because it seems that it, this is full scene ahead. And I've just seen from Lee Ryder there on Twitter that he believes that the Premier League are expected to make a statement in the next 24 hours. So this... It's the it makes way. sense for them to be in Newcastle, doesn't it? I mean, I'm yeah. sure I've seen a, a Mark Douglas tweet, a much more reputable source that sort of teased at the fact that Amanda Stavey might be in Newcastle or might be coming to Newcastle. So it makes a lot of sense for that to be the case. You'd think now that the world's sort of back to normal after the pandemic that they they can travel freely and they'd want to see what they've bought, wouldn't you? <laughs> if you're spending three hundred million pound on on something, you'd want to see what you've bought. So I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, it's I'm just talking absolute nonsense here. Oh, like it's this just... is like one of the only podcasts we've not really like. We usually have a lot of topics listed, and we're going to talk about this, talk about that totally off the cuff tonight so there's, there's a rumour going on here today that um, that everyone is up in Newcastle in terms of the consortium obviously bar piss and before like last summer when we thought this deal was going to go through there was talk that there was going to be a big media run in Newcastle the city centre uh, which I think I might be able to go to so I'm obviously buzzing uh, whether that's going to be on Zoom or not maybe not but that'll be great mm. to see in person but I just think the all round communication of the club is going to be yeah. so much better like we've been such a soulless football club for the last 14 years have had their life sucked out of us mm. and just to, just to be free of the reins of Ashley I think is the big thing isn't it and it's yeah. a, I think that's the huge thing of course it's a huge Massive. bonus that we've managed to wrangle the richest owners in the world but <laughs> so it is it is so massive honestly like the fact that I, I've got mates that are Rangers fans and they still feel sympathy for us because <laughs> they managed to get him out yeah. and we haven't yet. And they've said that, yes, their club is still a complete shambles behind closed doors and it's it's kind of being run at the moment with a mouse on a, on a wheel looking at cheese on a, on a, on a piece <laughs> of string so that their legs keep on. But Newcastle isn't even that. Like We haven't heard anything from Lee Cherney in a year and a half. No. Mm. Everything from on the pitch to on the, off the field, statements, anything, yeah. he hasn't made. There's not been anything. And he's the managing director of this football club. Yeah, it's just not good enough. I mean, the whole infrastructure could be massively improved. The whole communication could be massively improved. And I think it's probably not the fault of the people who work at the club. I, I suspect there's probably loads of very good people that work for the football club that aren't being given the opportunity to do their job to their full extent and that that is what for every level obviously the, on the pitch is what, what us lads are most excited about because it'd be nice to watch a team that actually has ambition tries to win tries to be better than 17th but the whole club is could just improve overnight and it just it's going to be such a beautiful thing to watch i'll tell you what is going to be beautiful to watch them sports direct signs being pulled down for the final time Oh, oh give me that. Just like inject that. it now. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Keegan is stuck outside that football uh, ground. Immediately. Some sort of ambassadorial role or will. something. You know what? <laughs> give him the manager's job if he wants it. Until the end of the season, <laughs> I wouldn't even mind it, you know. So, you know. That's true. The, the other one um, is that 
Um, Sam Fender, obviously, we, we, we all know the, the musician that is um, widely celebrated He's and is a Geordie own. boy. Yeah, he is one of our own. Um, he has just tweeted um, a proper massive announcement coming tomorrow morning. Can so he's gonna be playing, is, he's gonna be playing outside St. James's Park with his guitar plugged into an amp and he's gonna play oh. Newcastle songs for everyone. <laughs> it's Sam Fender. I've got the biggest it's, smile on my face right now. <laughs> Is Sam Fender going to announce the takeover Sam with a Fender. musical collaboration with Alan Shearer? No, we're, we're, we're being serious. We're, we're talking about things that we want immediately to to come. Can we have Shearer's bar back? Yes, because they're talking yeah. off him out of pure spite. The day it's the little things, isn't it? Can just we have some bigger the... TVs on the concourse as well? <laughs> just, I, just, just clean think... the gaff every now and then. People just think it's all about money. When it's not like I would have been happy, I would have been buzzing anyways if Ashley was to leave the club. I don't really care who takes over as long as it's going into safe hands. And I must say, it's probably going to the safest hands possible. But we still got a job to do this season, though, lads, because we're in the bottom three. We're in a dire situation in terms of the league form at the minute. We've played arguably half of the bottom ten and not won a game. So there is a lot of worry, and there's, ah, still, who cares? A massive, oh no, there's still a massive possibility to go down this season. But wouldn't that be the most Newcastle United thing ever? I know. With a, with a change Get of manager, <laughs> I do think that we'd um, would stay up comfortably, and especially with a with a really really good January transfer window. Yeah. Um, but of course, we've got to consider financial fair play as well. I know Everton fans who seem to hate us for some reason. Does anyone know why Everton fans hate us? I've I've, no, I've always got on with with Ever, Evertonians. I don't know why they hate us, but they, they seem to shove down our throat. Financial fair play, financial fair play. Yeah, great. We understand that, but what Man City were able to do and still do to this day with their Abu Dhabi links is do ridiculous sponsorship deals and loophole it that way. Look, these guys are going to be into all sorts. So FFP, yeah, I mean, of course, will will play a big part. And look, we're not asking for success overnight. We just want a team that can compete and and have some fun with it, which I certainly think is going to come. But it's been years in the making. We've everyone's just drained at this whole process, but it looks like it's coming to a fabulous ending. Uh, uh, does anyone want to add anything else? Is, is anything we've, we've yeah, covered? The only one thing I want to add is I just want to thank other Newcastle United fans because, I, yes, it's really great that the three of us got up for this and are really excited, yeah. but the rest of us, the rest of the fan base, the rest of the community got up for this as well. Like Nobody went, bah, it, who cares anymore? It's happened so many times. We were all willing to go full in and get our hearts broken over again. <laughs> and we yeah, were. I've, I've been sat on Twitter for a good few hours now, and it's it's just a lovely place to be at the People, minute, which you I've can't often say. I've never seen it this say, nice before. It's incredible. Or, I mean, when when inevitably it all <laughs> by this time tomorrow, the deal's <laughs> off. I'm not releasing this podcast that was announced by the No, way, so this is <laughs> never, seen the, never seen the light of day. Please don't, after all the nonsense we've thought please don't release this until it's actually Absolutely announced we've, no chance. Absolutely we've got no two weeks to the Spurs, best part of two weeks till the Spurs game yeah. we can do another one we, we can easily record another one um, but another final thought lads is what is it going to be like supporting a football club that's functional oh man <laughs> that's twice today Harry that's twice you've got me uh, uh, TV's in the concourse and an actual football <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> He's on yeah, they're so small. I like the little gaming monitors they've got. It's ridiculous. The only good thing about that ground at the minute is the Platinum Club pints, which obviously you have to pay like 1,500 quid for a season ticket in there, so I understand why they're good. 
All right, that's another thing. They need and, to get the pints sorted where I sit because the pints where we sit at the match are really? genuinely the worst. I mean, Carlin's grim at the best of times, but this is my word. Can we have some proper yeah. beer in the concourse, please? Proper beer and a decent price as well because you went all yeah. the as well, Dan. Actually, you were there as well, Alex. Weren't the pints quite cheap? It wasn't like £3 odd for a pint. I, I think they were cans. It was £3 odd. Cans, they were all £3 right. a can, which is expensive, but for football... In a, in a ground, it's not. In a ground? The tune would Look, charge you £5.50 under Ashley, yeah, but I'm sure I'm these not. new owners are going to do so much, and they're going to want to set a great impression from the staff. I'm just so excited to see where this goes now, though. There's just so much to look forward to. Do you oh. know, the first thing to look forward to when, when it gets announced and the consortium released their mission statement, which apparently they've had written like back April 2020 when it first, just reading that going, that's what they want. They've got a plan. That's what they want to do to this football club. Yep. This is where they want to take us. It, you, everyone will have goosebumps. It'll just mm-hmm. be, just reading that will yeah, just yeah. be, if there's any sort of tears or emotion like that, it'll be when that happens. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I'll be too full of other emotions to shed a tear, to be yeah. honest, but... Oh, I've just had uh, again. I'm just talking face. nonsense. Smiling face all day because like it means so much to us up here. Like for a lot of our fans, we we don't have a lot. All we have is the football on the weekend, and to have a team to be proud of once again is it, just such a big thing. And honestly, I'm like I'm close to well up here because it it just means so much to everyone. And you know us guys, we we've, we've covered this extensively over the last eighteen months, and it's draining at the best of times. And and to have that relief and have a football club to be proud of once again and. And you know, the, the, just for everybody involved, this is going to be such an exciting time uh, to be a Newcastle fans. But um, get the cans open because it's, it's here and it's done. And cheers to that. I'll... And the Money Mike Ashley Twitter account, which is apparently is ITK, has said it's done. Thanks for the laughs, folks. Been a hell of a ride, MA. Um, it's it's definitely not him, right? We can all agree that. That's what I'm saying. Some of the things he's saying, you kind of think maybe he knows something. Apparently, it is somebody who is like genuinely in the know, but it's not. Um, it's not actually Mike Ashley himself, but it's, it's apparently someone who's like got good contacts with him. Whether that's true. The Mirror of just uh, 15 minutes ago, Newcastle started taking hours away. I was away. Well, George Colton did say Mike, that, and he's as like, Mike Ashley prepares three hundred five million pounds sale. Is it three hundred five million? Because there was some talk this morning. Well, sorry, later on this afternoon that the price may need to be renegotiated. But these guys have got that much money. Just get the deal done, and I think they will. Um, the consortium. It looks like it's going to be PIF, uh, PCP Capital Partners, and the Rubin Brothers, which we all knew it's going to be an eighty percent PIF venture, ten percent the Rubens, uh, and ten percent PCP. I mean, the wealth of this consortium is trumps any side in the world. It's the only side that would be able to compete with Newcastle financially is the other two state-run football clubs in Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester City. Just let that sink yeah. in, boys. It's all about financial fair play. Though. <laughs> the thing yeah. is, like, I, I, I don't care about financial fair play. I don't care about trying to win the leagues like, straight away or anything. Like, yeah. like, a Man City fan replied to me on Twitter today talking about lecturing about FFP and I'm like, don't, oh, mate, shut up. I'm not bothered. Did you not see the guy from Football Manager? Like, the guy who makes Football Manager. So yeah. Like, oh, yes. yeah, they all think they're going to sign Mbappe. That's the other thing because we got told, I got I got a tweet from a from a Watford fan who happens to write for the Sun, shock, um, saying that we all expect Champions League football. I didn't respond to him, I just left it. Um, so it's gone from the narrative of Newcastle fans expect Champions League football to oh yeah Newcastle fans expect the Champions League title 
and to sign Kylian Mbappe. No! No fan has ever said that. And if they have, they're joking and they're having a laugh. Like, yeah, do you, do you know how they, the media have, got, have had Newcastle fans all wrong for a long time now? It's incredibly lazy. Yeah. Prepare for it to get a hell of a oh, lot worse no. and just enjoy it. The thing I'm is, just going to enjoy we're gonna it. It's going to be incredibly unbearable. That's the greatest I'd... thing about this all. We're going to be aren't beyond you really, Aren't you really looking forward to writing um, top 10 players Newcastle United can sign over, over January? <laughs> aren't you really looking forward to nice writing little, that nice article? Listicle. I, don't, I, don't, I was writing about Sunderland for the Chronicle the other day, so I think it's going to be back on Newcastle after this, but it's going to be battle stations uh, in terms of takeover announcement pieces, so we're all going to have to be Ready. I've had a piece ready for 18 months, funnily enough. Ready to go out about the table. I'm going to have to find it. I don't know whether I've deleted it or not. I hope I haven't. Uh, so I'm probably going to have to work on that for the next few days. I will very quickly say that um, just looking on Twitter over the course of this thing, um, do we have to discuss the Newcastle United Trust? Because, yes, um, of course, yes. What, what they were going to obviously do um, was buy a stake in Newcastle United so that they had an actual voice because they would be owners. Is that, do you think, something that, that they'll probably still do? Or um, And then obviously we're, we're, we can discuss their actual report um, that they released the other day that is hilarious to read. I don't think they'll get a percentage in the club, even if it's 1%. I don't think they will at this time. And obviously we, they worked out that 1% was, I don't know how many million it was, but you would assume that the value will skyrocket of Newcastle now. I, I certainly mm. think there'll be fan representation on the board of the club, which, of course, is a positive sign. And I certainly think there'll be a lot of transparency between the consortium and the fans, and especially the supporters' trust. And, and like you said, Alex, they've, they've really scorned some pressure on Steve Bruce yesterday as well with the snap poll that they released, uh, with 95% of supporters wanting Steve Bruce to walk away from the job. And I believe it was 93% of fans in favour uh, of, of the takeover too. Yeah, I mean, some of the stick that the trust came in for, I thought was pretty, un- it was definitely unfair in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. I think they do a really good job. They're not there to be a protest protest group. They're there to try and be a link between the club and the fan base. And I think that's something that they, they do at the best of their abilities. And they, they are sometimes shouting into an empty void. Because the club have been so useless in yeah. their communication and that the trust the, the it's an impossible job at times and i think they've done a good job in campaigning the club look at newcastle didn't have refunds until the trust got involved for the season tickets that games were missed uh due to covid staff still on uh, furlough as well staff still on furlough the away fans that get in trouble on on going to away games when it's not necessarily their fault they put up like legal fees and look you pay a pound a month a pound a year, sorry, even. Yes, it's worth. And for that, yeah. for that, like I'm happily pay up for a member for how long because it's worth it. You never know when you might need it, and the 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 pledge fund was a great idea. Like you say, it it might be a bit ambitious in the minute, but they've said if they can't do it, they give the money to local charities, and like yeah, so surely it's a win win. You either get a say in the club or a stake in the club, and something you can like say, yeah, this is my club. Or you're just helping people in your local area, and that's what that's what everyone should want to do. So for people to be throwing um, criticism their way, I think it's completely unfair. Yeah, I completely echo it. The chairman of the trust at the moment um, is also one of the um, committee members of the Newcastle United Food Bank. So like that's one of the places it it, mm. it might feature heavily. Um, and obviously, we've got one of the biggest supporting food banks in the 
Premier League this year. Um, and yeah, it, I, I can't really say any much more because I, I just love everything that they do. Um, obviously, we saw um, on Monday Night Football the, the piece that um, Sky Sports did covering what uh, and sitting down with fans and the trust and actually outside Nine Bar and actually going through exactly what the club wanted and everything like that to try and educate outside fans. I think the job that they all do and um, Alex Hurst from the Trust is very vocal on Twitter as well. I think everything that they do is just outstanding. Um, if yeah, Newcastle fans uh, listening, if you're not a member, um, sign up. Um, definitely yeah, do it. Yeah, brilliant. It's, it's, it's a, a pound a year. year. It's hundred percent worth it. I mean, it. we're all members in here, and it's. I think me and my dad's a member. Everyone I know is a member of the Trust. It's just a great thing to do. But I've got some breaking news for you, lads. Um, Premier League lawyers are frantically working to finalise the completion of the takeover tonight in the hope that they are able to make an official announcement on Thursday, which at the time of recording is tomorrow. So this take, this this podcast takeover special should be out when it's announced. An incredible proposition. What an incredible day. It means, of course, the, the court cases that we've talked about, the last one we, we talked about, the cat case a lot, and the arbitration, they're going to be dropped. It's, it's not going to go any further uh, if this deal uh, goes through. But unless we, we've anyone's got anything else to add, uh, get the cans open and get is it, excited. Is it worth talking about the football at all? No. Uh, let me think about that. No. Mm. No. no. And if this is no. the last podcast where Steve Bruce is the manager of this football club, um, wish him all the best in the future, of yeah, course. Yeah, all the best. Of, of course, Tim. But unless we've got anything else to add, this has been Time Warp, brought to you by Vavil UK. Make sure you do check out our website for our comprehensive coverage of the richest club in world football, Newcastle United, as well as our coverage of the Premier League, the Champions League, and of course the EFL. The other lot. Yeah, the other lot we don't really care about. From us three lads, thank you very the much peasants. for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Get the cans open. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.